brother, brothers. Oh, yeah! It's me, Austin! Awesome! It doesn't matter what you think! I lie! Oh, you didn't know? And I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. See, I just didn't stand. You just made the list. Bam! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to WWEGL on Wheel 91.1 FM. Normally we're at 9 o'clock. We have a special two-hour special for you. We are here at 8 p.m. on the dot. I am, of course, joined by my co-host, Notorious Noah Phillips. Two hours. <laughs> two hours. What is this, SmackDown? What is this, SmackDown? What is this, AEW Dynamite? What is this, WWE Raw before it was bad? Okay, that's fair. All right, Killer Cooper Prater. Some might say the Bruno San Martino of WWEGL. <laughs> you the held the belt Samoa for like Joe three of weeks. The Kenta Kobashi of WWEGL, ladies and gentlemen, your forever champion, Killer Cooper Prater. See, the thing is, we're going to count the times you actually defended the belt, so that's not going to really matter because you don't defend oh, it. Oh, just, just you wait, buddy. Just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. Let's see. You lose on the first pay per view back. That's a WWEGL <laughs> tradition right yeah, there. Right. And finally, our guest host, the astonishing. Alex Houston. I got to get a different part of this table because I can't keep following Cooper's promos out the gate, man. <laughs> I like I have some in my head and he starts going. It just it go. You all, have to go last. You're the guest. All you I gotta, gotta say go. is one of those belts is technically mine, so that's all. That I'll say. is true. It does say and duck he, it on it. And he did hate on it until he was like, actually, look, I can I can appreciate the a good novelty. <laughs> and it's fun to spin, man. It it's fun to spin. It is fun to spin. What can, what can you do, goes. man? It's just too much fun. Love it. Well, I think we had a fine week in wrestling. Nothing too spectacular. Um, I want to get into a bunch of bunch of shows. Bunch yeah. of shows. Um, ooh, eight Impact happened. Impact had their pay per view. Impact had a pay per view. Triple A had a pay per view. New Japan had a pay per view. You remember Impact, Alex? Oh, oh man, don't 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 I ever? They had two new champions because both their cha- their women's world champion and their. Uh, men's world champion both got injured and vacated the belts. Well, they've done pretty good for themselves. I mean, so I've heard. I don't actually. Pay I mean, it's actually it. pretty watchable now. For like the, the past couple of years, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Well, I'd say even like the past year or two. Like I don't know. There was some. There were some rough spots, but now they've started like actually building up their women's division. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I mean, they got like Jordan Grace, Yana Perrazzo, uh Who else is over there? Mickey James is doing great work. And uh, Tasha Steels got injured. Well, until she yeah. got injured. But. And then they've actually built up talent, so like people actually want to stay there for a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mick Magnus is back. I don't know if he's going as Magnus. I think he is he's, going as Magnus. No, he's Nick Aldis. They is how they they did call him Nick Aldis. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. It, former NWA World Heavyweight. Champion. I'm familiar with that guy yeah. loosely. I'll say Impact has the unique distinction of being one of just two companies on the planet to survive the involvement of not only Hulk Hogan but Eric Bischoff and still live to tell the tale. Because as we know, WCW <laughs> could not manage to make it past that. And I mean, my only my Wait. main TNA, formerly TNA, now Impact, whatever. Um, the impact exposure zone. is the impact zone. is this dude on YouTube who I cannot remember the name of, but he uh, loves doing these like it's it like the Marky hawk? It, no yeah the hawk like Marky D or whatever. Yes. He's so funny, yeah. and his run through of the Monday Night War when Hogan buried the six sided ring, buried the whole roster, and put Val <laughs> Venus over somebody really good on the first episode under his. Um, under his leadership, those videos are so funny, and it is also hilarious to watch Hogan's initial TNA promos, and then him like, you know what, you know what Impact needed more Brooke Hogan. I don't know if you guys knew this, but we <laughs> head needed, of the Knockouts Division, we Brooke needed Hogan. Yeah. Brooke Hogan to come in and save the Knockouts Division, which was actually like 
Impact I Brooke Hogan. <laughs> bad, bad raps aside, maybe the one person, but other than Hulk, the the Double J Reign of Terrors aside, the Knockouts Double division J. was always pretty dang good, and compared to where WWE's women's division was at the time, was well ahead of it, especially like the 2008 2009 area. Yeah, yeah, light years, yeah. And yeah. then it kind of fell apart again, which was a little disappointing. But I, I, I as you said, I hear they're building those things back up again, which they're is actually, pretty cool. It, it, they take some good independent and like. I mean, they do have some talent that, like, they have problematic talent, I will say. Like, talent that have, like, have gotten scandals or Ooh, something like that. That's not good. Not like not like a lot of them do, but, like, some of them that, like, need redemption kind of thing. I don't know. Like, they I haven't had anybody, like, too bad on their roster. But, like, I know. I think, I th- yeah, I think I know of some. Rich Swan had a little bit of trouble, but I think it was cleared. Yeah. He, uh, but basically people yeah, who have. They've, they haven't little touched, little like, Enzo Amore or anything like that. Or, like, people who, like. Are bad news. But. Yeah, that's that's yeah. for MLW. Yeah, 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 that's for MLW. <laughs> it is really crazy though that Impact is still around, considering a lot. Like, I mean, it's been sold, bought, resold, kicked off of TV, kicked off of TV Didn't again. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan was involved. He didn't own it, uh, but he was like that a, was he was like, he was like the on camera guy, right? on screen general manager. Impact it always has something good there, but it's just like it depends on like what era it is, because like at, like early on, Impact pretty good. And then there'll be like there's there's well, some. Uh, how how early on are we talking? Because if we're uh, referring Mid- to the weekly pay per view era of Impact, well, no, no, there no, no, is no. some where Jarrett would just iffy. appear out of thin air. No, no, no. As well, no. By I'm the saying way. like after Jarrett ran a ter- like mid 2000s. Like, he had another okay. ran a terror in the mid 2000s. Yeah, like That's X, what X division. Yes. Like okay, yeah, AJ yeah, yeah. Styles. They right. always have good matches. And they have like, and they a, had Samoa Joe. And like the one thing I think they're doing better now is they actually like use their talent and see like things that are like wasting. Some of like the possible like guys that could you know they could build in their own stars. Well, yeah. that that's like, using Josh Alexander, I sorry. think, have made him great. You know, but uh, that's ahead. what's crazy to me is I saw a sorry to interrupt there um, a thing that was like 14 years ago yesterday. Mick Foley beat Sting for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship oh, yeah. in 2009. That did happen. Like, I love Mick Foley. He's cool, and he's certainly given it his all despite the many, many, and I do mean many, injuries that he has. But what? And and somebody in the comments was like, well, who was Sting going to drop the belt to? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe anybody on the roster that is (laughs) under the age of 30. I'm sorry, Mick. 2009, Mick Foley should not be winning it. Maybe <laughs> have AJ beat him and push AJ to Mars or so. I don't. It's not that hard. But it. But for TNA, and that was also Dixie Carter's first pay per view. So, <laughs> don't remind me about Dixie Carter. Oh my God. The anyway, first, that's. I remember very clearly the first TNA segment I ever saw, which was uh, it was Mick Foley, old. Oh yes, uh, right, yeah. hip broken Mick Foley, uh, and Ric Flair. Oh jeez. Uh, oh yeah. And <laughs> they had a promo. We're in the middle of the ring uh, for, and I, I missed so much context leading up to it, but like Flair had this like big giant like diamond ring on and he started punching himself in the face yes. over and over and over until he started bleeding. And Desperation. Then, and then Mick Foley started punching himself in the face over and over until he started bleeding. I, I had no idea what the context was. Impact has some it. crazy <laughs> stuff. Go back and you will find some gold mines of just, Clippable, just I don't know even how to describe. How to, like one point, I think I remember one seeing one clip where it's like, like the interpromotional stuff they would have. Like it'd be like Shark Boy loses a match like Abyss or something, and then he walks Popeye! out. He's also, yeah, Popeye walks <laughs> out. Like what the? Like what is going on here? Also, Kurt Angle did his best work on in Impact. It's, it's 
blows my mind every single time. That is, <laughs> that is, the greatest part of his career was him. And, and the longest part of his career. Yeah. He was there for way longer than he's ever in WWE. Because he was there from, what, 98 to 2006, maybe, in WWE? Yes, 2006, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Logan, we've talked about that, but uh, I love the clip that I think it's Deadlock Wrestling. Is that the podcast? Yes. It's like when like Angle, like de- like not debuted, but he gave like the Olympic slam to Samoa Joe, and the commentary team just lost it. And then Joe like appears in the background, busted open Amazing like, a, like a villain. Yeah. It's so, so, so funny. Also, um, can't forget about the weird TNA storyline when um, Abyss was now a Hulk Hogan super fan. And 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 the whole catch to this whole thing was that Abyss wanted Hulk Hogan's WWE Hall of Fame ring. How can you put over another company? And w- also, it's funny because Abyss is booking for WWE right now. That's, oh, that's true. right. Yeah, he's, he's a no, producer. Yeah. He's producer. The dude, the actual dude's a really like, cool what's guy. Crazy too is, in during the pandemic, you all forget this, but they brought the Joseph Park character from TNA, he's the statistician, on the statistician, Styles. and he was still named Joseph Park onto WWE TV. Yep. Proof that they watch DNA. Um, I feel like I have to bring this to our attention. Stokely Hathaway just tweeted, 10 retweets and I'll report Arn for having the blicky. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Arn, well, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of uh, AE dub. Let's go in that first hour. Some interesting decisions. You started off with the four pillars segment. They had a little promo battle, promo battle where they were like, oh, I respect you, but I don't, but I do. It was really bad, honestly. I respect you, Booker Man. I respect you, Booker Man. Words that will never be said in AEW yeah. as long as Tony <laughs> no, 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 Khan has no. it. <laughs> um, it was interesting. I mean, there were some good parts, but like ultimately, I felt like it kind of fell flat. It's like the first four pillar segment. I feel like that really, uh, that uh, all of them evolved. That has fell flat. I mean, obviously, Sammy Guevara um, promos always fall flat, but you know, I think I think Sammy's gotten a little bit better. It's gotten a little bit better. Um, there are some that I'm like, okay, that's some good promos and other stuff. I'm like, Sammy has has hurt himself. Uh, tremendously, <laughs> uh, the, yeah. If in any attempt to to gain audience sympathy, uh, because he's been so devoted for like the past, oh man, like two years now to just being the single most punchable human being on in the, the world. Planet. Um, so yeah, like he can he can be as like heartfelt and sincere and you know in his promos as he wants. Nobody's gonna you know, get on his side for this match. The first, yeah, the first one he did, like, when he came out with the four people, I thought that promo was pretty good. This one, I didn't, I don't know. I was sitting there in the car, and he was, like, trying to hype up all the, like, the, the spots he did and stuff like him and Darby. And they start, and the, some of the crowd started cheering. I was like, do not cheer this man. I was <laughs> like, no way they're cheering this guy. He is the biggest jerk I have ever, like, the most punch. All right. He is a great wrestler. Fan- he has he's, he's fantastic, a fantastic wrestler. You watch him in the but ring all man, day. Man, I could not. I if you put me in a if you put him at a GCW show, I would not go. <laughs> I could not stand this man do a, a five or ten minute promo. It's like grating on the ears. Darby gave him a fine promo. I thought Darby was just funny in this whole segment, especially when they had the Pillars tournament and MGF said Darby Allen gets a body. He goes yeah. Hey, okay, but so my mom is, uh, I think, listening right now. Oh. She just texted me. Uh, she said, wasn't it a TNA show that we went to in Orlando where someone was trying to shove a bunch of vitamins down the Hulkster's throat? <laughs> which is which is Ain't true. no way. Mom, yes, they it was. They had to make sure he ate his vitamins. It, it was uh, an Impact Wrestling show that we went to, and that was Sting. Uh, in oh the in his, in his prime, like Joker, Joker, Joker Sting. Sting. 
trying to to shove the vitamins down the Hulkster's throat because he he needed to be reminded to take his vitamins and say his. Joker Sting was legendary. This is man. this is the one thing I'll say that's good about Impact Wrestling is even though it it, it extremely has always been. It's been like three wheels on a car. It's never had four wheels, and like sometimes it has zero wheels and just like skirting along the side of the road. It will let wrestlers try things and find out if they work or not. We would never have gotten broken Matt Hardy if it wasn't for TNA, Absolutely. a revolutionarily memeable gimmick. Like in- the best thing in wrestling for from like twenty. 20- Late yep. 2017 to early 2018. And I mean, pretty much it helps invent the cinematic match in yep. its current form, at least. Absolutely. No other company would have let Joker Sting happen. <laughs> they also let Ethan Page versus Ethan Page's, uh, um, what's it called? Alter Ego, the Karate, Karate Man. Man. Yes, my favorite moment. Great. Just like, they will let wrestlers try stuff, and I got to applaud them for that. So it's a lest, very... we, lest we forget uh, Christopher Daniels' uh, greatest uh, enemy, or... No, they, ne- they never faced off, never, but... Uh, Curry Man. Related, related to Christopher Daniels, Curry Man, he is hot, he is spicy, and he tastes great, is the song with. Yeah. No, that's pretty also, good. Also, they had Eric Young get murdered on screen whenever he left the company. So many people have died on TNA's Ali watch. died <laughs> in, like, purgatory. That yeah. was weird. Tremendous. A lot of... Lot of They'll do some off the wall. They will throw anything at the wall to see if it sticks. I this think has been like 15 minutes of TNA talk. I mean, <laughs> hey, man, we got a two-hour show. Don't we have we? a two-hour show. You got to add some TNA in there. We somewhere. can talk about anything. Plus, can't forget uh, about their their ECW homecoming pay-per-view that was like 18 years too late and was just sad. <laughs> and throughout it, they said, we cannot refer to what this company was because WWE owned the ECW But you all know. License. Tommy <laughs> like, Dreamer is still wrestling on their pay-per-view Tommy as of Dreamer, uh, Bully, Bully Ray. Ray. Yeah. But Bully Ray. They faced off against his... each other. Yeah, I know. Isn't Bully, Bully Ray... like done at this point? I thought yeah, he's like, Apparently oh, not. Oh. Oh, not. He's yet, still not going, brother. Yeah. He might win the title, honestly. I, I just saw he gave an interview because uh, somebody asked him, if he and Devon would ever reunite, and he was like, "Yeah, uh, Devon can't wrestle anymore." And I was like, "Oh, Devon okay. can't." Devon's a producer, as I know, yeah. but Bully definitely has some, uh, or Bubba has some legs on him. Um, he almost, he, I think, he did challenge for the title earlier this year. Uh, yes, they acted like he was a good guy, and everyone's like, "Nah, you're a terrible guy." And he's that like, was his, you know what? Yeah, his entire storyline was like, "You're kind of a scummy guy," <laughs> and he's like, "You know what? I am." <laughs> But uh, anyway, Switchblade Jay White representing Bullet Club Goldberg just won a match. <laughs> Who did he beat? Uh, Kalisto looks like, and Ricky but, Starks is running out to the was ring. Was it Samurai Del Sol? Probably. Oh my God! Did you really just get a? <laughs> he looks look, like Kalisto. You saw a luchador and figure, said, "Looks like Kalisto." Okay, oh my will God! We will figure this out during the break. Stay with us. Welcome back to WBGL and Wiggle ninety one point one FM. It is currently AEW Dynamite's going on. I think we were talking about that before the break. And of course, Impact. Impact Wrestling. Hey man, Impact's awesome. Impact Wrestling. We we got we did get to the bottom of the the mystery. It was uh, Commander. That, Commander. Uh, who? Beat, or that Jay White beat. Yeah. Well, you're gonna see him this Friday. It's still a who. You know, ain't nobody paying attention. He, to he, he says uh, who? who, but didn't he go? What? Didn't but literally didn't he say like right before he said? Didn't he just debut? Yeah. So he knows who Commander <laughs> is. Yeah, he just debuted on AEW Wrestling and is already losing. He's lost every match he's been in so far. You don't. Hey, you got to yeah, earn. Called, that's called booking, buddy. It's called. That's, yep. that's what I'm talking about, Tony Khan. Push a guy that is going to trend on Twitter because he does a bunch of flippy stuff. That's what I'm talking oh, about. No. Oh, my gosh. Play, Wait, play the say, applause sound effect. Didn't you say Tony Khan was like the biggest draw ever in your household? So I don't know why you're complaining. Tony Khan is not the biggest. Yeah. yeah. Tony Khan is not the biggest Dude draw Dude was literally freaking out when Tony Khan had an announcement. He's like, oh, my gosh. Tony has an announcement. Do you the, not understand sarcasm? The announcement now? is he bought another company to turn into his eighth different show to be aired on TBS, all to be viewed He's by the same 33 people. He bought one company. 
One. Yeah. And they're okay. making another show built around CM Punk, apparently, because everyone hates him. You know what? But, Let's yeah. talk about that. Oh, Tony no. Khan buys I feel the like that's the elephant in the room. Chick Magnet, Chicago Made, Cookie Monster. Charles Montgomery Punk. Charles Manson Punk. Oh, wow. Wait, I had not whoa, heard that whoa, one before, buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm just looking for anything with CN. I'm, I'm sure the Bucks would say Chris that. Chris Martin Punk, a.k.a. Coldplay Punk. Um, any oh any CM you want to find, we can name it. He is reportedly in talks to come back. And let's just say Jericho, the greatest grifter of all time, inserting himself <laughs> in a situation he was not involved in whatsoever and having him have a meeting with CM Punk. Let's see if he will work with CM Punk. Oh, Jesus. Of all the people. Come on, Chris. I mean, come on. Love Chris Jericho. He is a known drama queen throughout his entire career. And he's so, a iffy person. Yeah. On, have, let's just hope we don't also, dig too deep into he, his beliefs he, and he, his personal life. He also believes he is, he is the reason people sing along to wrestling songs. So <laughs> He did because, say that. Because, because Fozzie has one good song in its history, and he happens to play it every single day. Chris, that just happens anyway. to any theme over in England. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, because I just saw the clip when Walter debuted in NXT UK, uh, and the fans were already queued up for that. They were ready to go. So mm, I don't know about that one. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to direct or derail again. You were what, saying. What looks like we have AEW Collision soon to be announced. I'm wondering if that's why they're starting the house shows on Saturdays, maybe. Or are they going to film it all at one time? They Wait. Because I think Collision, the reported third AEW show that will be on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. is going to be a two-hour show. The question is, are they doing it live, doing a hard brand split? Which is what I, I'm hearing they're going to do a hard brand split, but are they going to film all that live like they normally do, where they do Dark, Elevation, Dynamite, and Rampage all at once, and then do Collision, I guess, after that? Or are they going to do it live and tour different areas? Um, I, I think the, the live... One would probably end up with a better product. Um, the the AW does not need a brand split. Thank you. This is like the most like poor management of a of a talent situation that you could possibly do. Yes. Like resulting to making a whole other show just because one of your wrestlers is like an like drama queen like egomaniac. What? is this tony you are the boss of this man to just tell him to show up to work that is it <laughs> like literally like I, I the guy just cannot grow a spine and tell this guy what to do like and, and he put himself in this situation by like and the last uh press conference for him basically like just groveling on his knees and saying oh please mr punk please don't leave my wrestling show you're the only reason why people watch my it's wrestling very show it's very wrong so, no, it, he's it, not right. He, he, yeah, that's the thing that too is like, people were watching AEW well before Punk. Be, you know why? Because they knew how to book stories. And they knew how to book their characters. That's the thing. And then they brought this guy in who, admittedly, has a great run. All right, has some of the best matches of his career. Has some of the best storylines of his career. But they focus all of their energy on him. And then once he's gone, because he's an unpredictable dude, then you have this empty hole that's still yet to be truly filled in again. So that's a, he made the situation for himself, and he's handling it now in the worst possible way. That's my rant. My thing is, like, if you do that and they don't have an elite CM Punk feud... They they can't do that, though, because money. nobody there wants to... Nobody's going to want to do it. Who's going to want to take the fall in that? True. That's Punk? Yeah. Kenny? Oh, the that's box? not happening. Right, exactly. Punk, how many yeah. falls have Punk, has Punk taken... 
since wrestling in AEW. Let's think about it. He lost to Moxley, which he was mad about losing on TV when he won at the pay-per-view in a squash match that would have got him his, you know, whatever. Um, And then he's lost to MJF. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the guy the guy is selective about what he does. Like, he's, he knows that he's got this control over him that he, he can wield over. So I don't know. It's just like, my thing is like, I'm fine with like having two different shows, two different live shows. I don't think a hard brand split is the right choice either. I don't think, because yeah. first of all, I think they have a big enough roster for it, but like you don't have enough guys built up. Yeah, because I mean they just don't have the time for it on a on a what like three hours of TV. Yeah, because Tony not Tony Khan is to... currently booking five hours of TV every week. That'll be an extra two on top of that because he books Rampage, Dynamite. I assume he someone books Dark. Tony Tony also this is another problem. and Ring has, Honor. To, has to learn how to share delegate how, how to delegate. Yes, okay. exactly. You it, it, drop you got to drop one of them at least. It, it, hopefully more. Like just do Dynamite in rampage don't like leave this you know dark and elevation stuff to i don't know arn anderson or somebody Who like books dark you know. and elevation is it tony probably that's what i've heard i've heard that he does everything so really yeah. well see i think he's so scared because when they started they had that one bad episode with the dark order stuff at the end of it right. and that's why i heard tony immediately took the book and like has not given it back since yeah. which like i'm fine with that but you gotta find like go hire paul Heyman. Or somebody, go hire these oh, guys. Oh, Paul's, not, Paul's, well, not Paul's going never going to leave. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, go hire these men who are good bookers. Who know what they're doing. Who know what they're doing. And, like, get them. Because, like, especially since he added Ring of Honor onto it, he's a whole separate brand yeah. that he has to book every week. And Ring of Honor's been good so far. But it's like eventually the wheels are going I mean, to fall off. Is, is it not fair to say, again, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know anything about anything, but is it not fair to say that Tony probably just bought Ring of Honor and kept the people that were booking Ring of Honor? And no, he's start? booking it. Okay, like that's like confirmed? It's confirmed. Okay. Well, all right, You look. can tell Whoa. by every, all the AEW guys, like half, there's like already like, a not, I don't know, like a good amount of AEW people have transitioned to Ring of Honor. Claudio, Athena, Eddie Kingston, um, the well, and a bunch of like the younger mid card guys, and like a bunch of guys they've already signed. Like Andy's on top of that, he's got like independent guys like Tony Depp and stuff like that. Right. So if anybody's listened to this show, y'all know that I don't watch AEW. I'm not gonna try and like AEW. go. I'm not gonna try and excruciatingly criticize the product, but to speak candidly about it, there have only been I mean two major wrestling companies in the last what thirty to forty years. Both went with a separate brand show type thing. One, or both of those were at the peak of wrestling power when that happened, mind you. Yes. Instead, a Dynamite, your main show, barely pulls a million sometimes. And you've already got a second show, and now you're going to build a second brand. And especially, if you're going to build a brand about a drama queen, he better be a 25-year-old superstar that's going to wrestle for 30 more years. Because we've seen all the great, like, WWE did that a lot. They were like, okay, we got a guy who's being a little dramatic. We're going to give him this to keep him around because... He was that good. They did that with Chris Jericho in 2000 when he won the belt for like a night. That was just so he would stay on the roster. But you're doing all of this for a guy who is injured, who is old, and who is probably not going to wrestle, what, five more years of, of, the, of the quality that he yeah, provides, right. even at a consistent basis. This is not a, wor- this is not a workhorse that, is, that just left and is going to come back. This is not Stone Cold Steve Austin we're talking about, where he – took his ball and went home, and then they welcomed him back because he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is a guy that moves the needle maybe kind of, sort of. 
He moves oh, he, mo- he, he moves, moves the needle. That is not he sells tickets and yeah. puts fair, and right. but again, he's going to move the needle for how long? You're going to build a whole brand around it for how long? It, for yeah, all of this? That's, that's the thing. It's it's too unpredictable. My thing is, there's I'm no longevity fine. there. I'm fine with a two shows. And, oh, that's it. Yeah, and I, I'm fine I'm with not even having adding a show. That's, splitting yeah. the rosters as long as they're not doing it for this reason. I think if you're going to have collision, get rid of Rampage. Mm. No. The That's only, what I'm saying. The only people who watch Rampage are people who are finishing. Hey, I will say though, Rampage had 1.4 million to start the show to watch Aussie Open versus Best Friends. You know why? Because the NBA playoffs just ended right before that. So because Aussie Open is a draw. Because Aussie and Open that, is a draw, brother. And then they lost a million viewers. We're not going to talk. No, about. no, no. Um, um, before, before we continue this talk about booking and everything like that, can we just admit that having it on a Saturday night? Would be incredibly stupid. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's, it's a it's bad a terrible time, time spot. You got to yeah. compete with college with football. college football. Mm-hmm. Oh, NFL yeah. is going to be on there. You got to compete with playoffs when that comes around. World Series baseball, playoff baseball of any kind. You got to compete with so much other sports that'll beat you into the ground and keep you there. Not even if you let it, they'll do it anyway. I mean that it's and also like just weekend uh, late yeah, night activities. shows historically do poorly because they like, people. Typically, don't have other TV. stuff. They to go do, do on stuff. They go out. Yeah. They go to right. the movie and theaters. They go anywhere. Stuck. And the bars aren't going to have a W collision. That's a dumb name, anyway. Collision on in there, so nobody's going to be watching the show at it's that point. As, it's about as dumb of a name as Can SmackDown, we, honestly. Like, yeah. no, but the thing is, okay, got over. Here's the thing, though. Like that. That's also a point. Is that like Tuesdays. when they when they built SmackDown, the whole idea was that they had so much surplus of viewership, and it didn't matter, and it worked. And that was also because The Rock got that catchphrase to the moon, and people were yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering it. And I think they it is ironic on that they're going to so. name it AEW Collision, and then simultaneously put. The biggest collision they could possibly have on separate shows, just so CM Punk and the Young Bucks don't actually get in a little hissy fight in the locker room again. With the dynamite and the collision collide. <laughs> I really think, like, look, I, I don't personally think AEW should have two shows. Period. I know y'all disagree, and that's fine. I'm not trying to get because I don't. I don't know it, and I'm not going to try and do that. But three shows where one of them is a brand split and one of them is isn't. I don't really understand. Like, if you're going to do two shows, just put Collision and Rampage slot and call it a day. If you really want to do a brand split, just do that. Move on. Sayonara. Or just put put if I would if I had some gall, I'll say I would have put give collision the two hours before Rampage and get rid of Rampage. Or give Collision the two hours when NXT airs. Mm. Like You wanna do you wanna do another uh, NXT Tuesday night wars? Yes. That's what you, okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Can I also hey, AEW beat NXT in the Tuesday yes. night wars? Oh my lord! Uh, the Wednesday night wars, yeah. The Wednesday night wars. NXT yeah. NXT moved because they were getting uh, just whooped constantly, which they probably would get even more whooped now. I mean, yeah. Oh, if Punk is on it, absolutely not a question. Yeah. Well, well, also because how- the audience that watches NXT is the audience that will watch AEW. That's it's true, not right. like in the audience that at least at that time. I don't know about now because it's kind of you know some of that audience. As left, yeah, absolutely. Of, you know, how much of a needle is it though? Like, like how much does he move it? Oh, oh I, it's a big. One. I, no, I mean, I need, I, I, I need a, I, an actual amount of like, let's times say three, times three. Maybe I will say more. this: that even with is Punk, not gone, even really close to correct. Even with Punk, like being got the off numbers. TV for forever and like yeah. unsure if they're coming back or not, they are still releasing CM Punk merch. Of stuff that like he's not even like if like they're releasing the dog collar like toy merch. They're releasing mm-hmm. a statue of CM Punk. They're doing any like 
he moves t-shirts. He's like, what, the number, okay. I think, two t-shirt seller of all of AEW last year. The only person who was more was Dan Housen. Any arena that he's in is going to yeah. get close to sell out. Yeah, Close to sell out. Okay. Because you got to factor in, this is a guy they haven't seen in seven years. No, I mean, I get that. around like certain areas. Like, well, I he is he is an, he's not like the and biggest. And also the the important thing to keep in mind with this, he's still really good. He's like he's got it on man. the mic in the ring too, he's on, brother. I'm telling you, he's good. That dog collar match was not just MJF. No, 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 That's no, 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 no. Like I don't he believe. he can carry he and like that was part of the whole deal, you know. So, well, I we will have to continue the discussion after a quick PSA break. We'll be right back after these brief messages. Welcome back to WWE on Wiggle ninety one point one FM. Um, currently, what we missed during the break and what we checked from AEW Television, Wardlow is your new TNT champion. Wardlow's world. Wardlow's, Wardlow's world. world. Party time. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arn Anderson. He's just become Cody two point He's you know, he got Arn Anderson. <laughs> yeah. He's probably gonna bring back Sean Spears. He's gonna, gonna get his like uh, he's war dog tattoo he's a, on his neck. Yeah, he already has a do- well, the war dog, so he might as well bring the dog out. Yeah. He'll bring out he uh, Wardlow's got a wife somewhere that's gonna be like, <laughs> this ain't open mic night. <laughs> right. Weep. Um, but uh, and it looks like Christian and Luchasaurus came out and looked at him, and then they said they sent a message out, happened to say a word. Logan, your your response to this? The viewers can't see you. Ooh, I'm just trying to I'm trying to pick my words. Be wisely. calm. Be serenity now. I yeah. like oh, Christian. Draw, Where do we go from Christian here after he was buried alive? Did we've seen vignettes with him where it looks like he is in purgatory? Is was he in purgatory? Did he just get released? Is he dead? What are we doing with Christian? Also. Luchasaurus was off TV for like forever, and now is back, and now we're gonna act like they weren't just destroyed by Jungle Boy. Like my thing, this is my problem with Wardlow, and it's the same problem I have with Goldberg, but it's even more with Wardlow because I can believe Goldberg more than I can believe Wardlow is this like unstoppable machine, and that's how they treated him for so long. Well, they didn't treat him like that in the match. In what match? T- today. Today, yeah, because they had. Well, apparently they did. Because this is my this is my main problem with Wardlow. I, it's the same problem I had when he beat Joe. He's not entertaining. Like not he is entertaining. He's not entertaining to me at all. Like I don't know. You don't pop when he does that swanton. I pop when he does the swanton. But I like to watch. Like I'm fine. I don't think AEW should have any realm to have like consistent guys at squash matches. Where like people are people will be mad if he has a competitive match because they're like, oh, this guy should be. It's like Goldberg. It's like you can't you can only have one type of match with this dude. He also just doesn't have the charisma by himself. That's why they're putting Arn with him. I, I disagree with the the types of matches that he has. I think that's fine. Like, you know, I look. Not every single wrestling, match can be flippy I, stuff. I also, for yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm fine with it not being flippy stuff. But it's like, just when he The the thing that I do agree with, he yeah, he he just has like no personality. He has <laughs> like, no personality. He has, he has like anti charisma. That's why it's like so I weird. wanted MJF yeah. to beat the crap out of him. Well, but the I I think that's just been more recent though because like there was that time before it, uh, the MJF match, you know when they were, when they were building to them splitting up, where it seemed like oh okay he might actually you know have kind of something interesting going on, and there's there's been like these hints of it. 
throughout, but they've never done anything to really capitalize on it. There was that fantastic promo that he did uh, before his uh, match with Samoa Joe that one time, where he talked about why Joe cutting his hair, yes. you know, meant so much to him is because there's this thing with his his father and all this. Is this like really deep emotional kind of things? Like, oh, there's more to you. Like, you're you're a guy. You're a, a, a character that I can get behind. And then like. He'll just go back to doing the same old like exactly. Wardlow's World party time excellent. Wardlow's you know? World, <laughs> and uh, you know then like his his matches he does cool spots and like you know he's he's a he's an agile big man which is always kind of a cool sort of style, but like he doesn't carry any of that like interesting story stuff over to it. So uh, yeah, he's yeah. He's, just, he's reliable. He's like a good hand. I get why they want to put the title on him, but like I don't know. Yeah, my I'm thing not, is like I don't feel it. Wardlow's like a guy that like honestly, I wouldn't be sad if he started losing a little bit because I feel like they've almost built they built themselves into a corner where he had so many dang squash matches, so many. Like he almost squashed CM Punk if it wasn't for MJF interference. Basically, that's how they booked him. Mm. And MJF and CM Punk also has only lost what two matches, one of them by cheating, mm. um, and. One of them because he had his hurt. He has literally not lost a match without having a reason to lose match. CM Punk. Like, think about it. The foot with Mox with the rematch where he hit his. He's like, ah, ah, my leg. <laughs> and then the MJF cheating one. And then two, it's just like, it's like there's like a, a subcult of fans that are like, if any time he has a competitive match, it's bad. And it's like the, these characters like Joe, where it's like, it'd be interesting if Joe beat him like two or three times, let Wardlow. Feud somewhere else away from the TNT title, find himself again, and then maybe take down Joe. Like I just feel like it's way too soon for that man to go without the title for like a month or two and then get it back and then lose it again and then get it back. Yep. He is a three-time TNT champion already. Three-time. Also, that's the other problem I think the TNT title has, which is just the hot potato title. I think the only champion who didn't hold it there's three champions that haven't hold it multiple times, and one of them might. Hobbs, mm-hmm. Miro, mm-hmm. and Brody Lee, God rest his soul. Right. And the only reason Brody probably didn't hold it multiple times is because circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Miro because he wouldn't want to drop the belt. Because that doesn't work for Miro, It doesn't brother. work for Miro, brother. <laughs> yeah. This roster makes my head hurt. So, I don't know. But uh, with that being said, you want to go into – what are you? What is? What's going on, Mister? Uh, our A and W consultant, Billy Gunn, just missed oh, no. a uh, famouser. Oh yeah, to Jake Hager. We're having the match. How do you feel about this? Where it is the JAS? Um, what is it? Daddy it's, Magic, uh, Hager, Cool, cool Hand, 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 and Daddy Magic versus um, the acclaimed, the acclaimed and Mister Billy Gunn. And if the acclaimed loses, they have to become sports entertainers until double or nothing. I like I like the story a lot. I think the acclaimed's <laughs> gonna funny. lose too. That's what's gonna be funny. They're I mean, like, no more rap music. Yeah. And no Dude, more. Matt, Matt Menard is like so one of the funny. funniest people I've ever seen in wrestling. What are you you're shaking your head over here, Alex? I just can't help but think after what we were talking about earlier, maybe with all the hundred year old men that Tony has in the roster, he can find one of them that knows how to book wrestling and just put them in that role. Because with all these old dudes that need to retire, maybe. Just maybe. So that's the, that's the funny thing. He actually 
the the old dudes on his, his roster, I think he uses pretty well. They're mostly like yeah, managers for like younger guys. Like they they, all, they all, just pulled out a screwdriver. Oh no! They again. talk about how okay, your main one of your main. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I gotta get this in. One of your main <laughs> feuds on this occasion involves a screwdriver why are you allowing somebody else in another match to pull out a screwdriver and use it as like your main uh voice of concern all screwdriver wrestling i mean i mean <laughs> ASW. i mean ASW. you're not wrong they treated like the triple h sledgehammer which was stupid but hey man it felt special when he pulled it out because nobody else had it instead now screwdrivers are everywhere i mean okay that's fair it really was just honestly making a, a mockery of it i just think that like i don't know find someone to book your show so you're not booking Six shows, or however, what the number uh, yeah, is, it's, like at it's this point. Insane. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, Arn Anderson probably knows how to book a show. I'm sure. Speaking probably. of, probably, as we said, I think we said before. Oh, what? Oh, they did? They did. Oh, man. No aren't more they, wait, aren't these the guys that rap to the ring or something? Yeah. yeah. They're pretty funny. I like pretty those guys. Funny. Yeah, but I wanted to be sports entertained for six weeks and then have them have the match at double or nothing. Because if it was only to double or nothing, then like, oh, yeah, let that happen. That'd be fun. Right. Also, we're six weeks from double or nothing. And they have six more weeks of this Outcast versus AEW Originals feud. That's what I want to talk about. Why? I don't understand. What's the like the Outcast? I feel like have been just buried. When Tony lost the title, Soraya's won one match against or like one big well, match. Tony against, Tony lost the title before the Outcast formed. Yes. So that's not that's but not the Outcast I, being buried. But I'm just <laughs> saying, Tony lost the title. Soraya won against Britt Breaker. And then we just like act like that doesn't happen because now she's a bad guy. So that Ren's kind of like fault. It feels like we just don't acknowledge that. And then I feel like if anything. Well, no, they did acknowledge it because her whole reason for uh, becoming a bad guy was because even after she won, the crowd still hated her. Yeah, but like I just feel like you should have the outcast win the first match against like Hater. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like establishing a group. It's a big deal. Even especially, imagine the heat if they won in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And it's three versus two, too. It's not even like Hater or Britt had anybody else to help them. They just mm. washed all three of them. Soraya got like barely involved at all. Right. It's like have the heels cheat. That's fine sometimes. Mm. I mean, like if you do it overly, yeah. But like, come on now. The first big match. I mean, like, yeah, they beat a bunch of these younger stars. But like, we those are the jobbers of AEW anyway. When you who actually did, put they, a, first it was Sky Blue. Sky Blue, yeah, yeah. And then Willow, who's not a jobber, but also, I mean, she's a, she's not a main eventer. She's not a main eventer yeah, either. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? She's in the mid card for sure. And so, like, I think Rio might have beat Tony Storm. I don't remember. I think that she did because, or she beat whoever she wrestled from the Outcast because that's how Rio got the shot at the title. Hmm. Just saying, I feel like instead of Outcast lose and then attack Britt later. It should have been Outcast win. Well, okay, they like completely like mopped the floor with her though, with Adam Cole like sitting there screaming. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like you know, it's kind of wins, works. wins and losses. Like, yeah, on paper, like that that might be seen as like a, a damaging thing for the storyline. But I think it's the content of the match that matters. Like, you know, um, yeah, you can you can have a, a competitive uh, match where somebody looks dominant and then, you know, just happens to, like, that's fine, I think. You know, it's yeah. wrestling stuff happens. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's, I'm, I am enjoying uh, just seeing um, all three of the, the outcasts on television on a regular basis. Uh, I think it's the best work that Ruby 
has had in AEW for sure. And she's a, a really great uh, choice for, for their like leader. Um, for sure. But, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this, you know, outcast versus originals match it, uh, double or nothing probably, uh, is going to rule. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I can see, I can see your your frustration with the the repetitiveness of what they've been doing so far. Also, do you think we're getting blood and guts at Double or Nothing, or do you think we're just getting an Outcast versus Hater and Brit and somebody else? I I would like a blood and guts because I feel like that's here. what we're leading to. But I feel like if we only have th- two three on one side, two on the other, mm-hmm. I feel like you could put like Riho and Willow on one side, and you could definitely put like if you're using Claudio. You might as well use Athena. She's the same story as the Outcast. Yeah, that's crazy that she hasn't had any crossover with them at all so far. Um, Athena should be in. Um, Jade should uh, be, you know, involved somehow. Uh, yep. Whether she, you know, takes the the AW original side, or if she's like, I've I've beaten all of you so i don't care so i'm gonna team up with the outcast or whatever yep like that that'd be cool but you know but with that being said we're gonna go to another quick psa break we'll be back after these brief messages transition welcome back to wwe legal 91.1 fm we're gonna go ahead and get into that new segment the t-shirt segment i am going to send a a photo (laughs) or a text to all you guys. Am I in this group chat this time? I'm going to send it to the WrestleMania group chat. <laughs> Just making sure. So you are in it. And I'm yeah. going to send it one at a time. And we will talk about the shirt. Let me find the WrestleMania group chat. It has, Re- it has Rey Mysterio as the picture, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Good photo. All right. Our first t-shirt. Can you tell me whose merch this is? Oh, I sent it. Let's see if it delivers. You sent us an AVIF file. <laughs> oh, Apparently. my God. Okay. Um, I'm see, pretty sure this they, is... Why is it an AVIF file? Okay, yeah, I cannot can click on it. Can this? y'all click on it? I don't know. Um, okay, wow, I do not believe I can open this. You know this. what? We will we will show the photo it says, it around says, do you know who the I am? room. Right? One of that? Okay. Do you there's know also one that says, let me speak to your manager. Do I even have a oh, chance with I some know, of these? I do I even have a chance? No, you're not guessing them. We're rating them. Oh, oh, wait. Who is it? So can you guess the rest of real quick? Uh, it's Green. Current. It's the Karen character. It's the Karen character. Ch- uh, Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. She also has one that says, let me speak to your manager. Would you wear this merch? Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> what? I mean, let, me see it. let me see it. Let me see it. If I was like 11, let yeah. Let me see the other one. Let me see the other one. <laughs> right. I don't have the other one. I wore some cool. weird stuff when I, I was mean, 11, so yeah. I mean, for real, like Uh-oh. I'd wear that. Uh-oh. I'd wear that. And I'd yeah. rock it, too, because yeah. I'm that good looking. Noah, Noah would absolutely wear that I think Noah public. would wear a lot of stuff, to be fair. Yeah. I'd wear it underneath an Hawaiian, like a green Hawaiian shirt. I'd style it. Let me tell you something. Oh, my Lord. The, uh, you know what we need, ladies and gentlemen? We need a NAS, a NOAA Appreciation Society. No. Like Jericho has. I think we're fine. We need is. one of those. Yeah. We need shirts. Look, we need merchandise. Of the we NOAA need Appreciation Society. This is what NOAA appreciates. This is the merch NOAA would wear. It is the Raquel Gonzalez oh. merch. Can you pass <laughs> this it is, This is not. It's, this I, is I'm the gonna, worst design. I no, would need that. No, they need I, like, this is actually, I'm gonna. Sh- that wasn't actually one of the shirts. I was just doing it. Oh. It was a bit? Okay. Yes. I, right. I actually couldn't see the Your shirt second though. merch coming from New Japan. They, they need they need to like with their back. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. What do you think about this merch, man? I'm going to tweet out all these pictures on my Twitter. So if you want to look at the merch we are talking about, that is Twitter at Logan Hurston after I, the show. I love Aussie Open. I think they're like one of the best tag teams in the world. This is 
Just <laughs> ugly as sin. It's ugly. This is. I would never wear that. What are you talking about? There is no balance in coloring on that whatsoever. Yeah. It's just, all right, guys, we need bright colors. New Japan has a real problem with merch. Okay, yeah, honestly, if you didn't do the stuff on the side, I still wouldn't wear it. <laughs> but at least I would respect it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, that's a good soundbite. For those wondering, it is a shield that says Aussie Open in a very weird spot. And like, like an extreme 90s. Also, it's a crown. It says Kyle Fresh and Mark Davis, and the sides also have Aussie And Open imagine your kids at home found your stash of highlighters and just went to town yep. on, and, on a piece of paper. And one of, this is a very older shirt. You've Ooh. probably seen this, Cooper. This is what I call a Pro Wrestling Tees Hall of Famer shirt. I don't think Alex has ever seen this, so I'm very excited to show him. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yes. It is the Cody the Rhodes. I wait, I'll wait till Noah sees it. You've seen it, so it, you can ironically, it, it definitely, it hard. It definitely <laughs> makes me say, uh? It is the Cody Rhodes make them say, uh, shirt. <laughs> is this a real shirt? This is a real shirt you used to be able to buy because it was a bit on their YouTube show. Oh, my Lord. It's, it's so fantastic. Some people have, I, have that shirt. This this is... Cody tweeted about it the other day that reminded me of I, that. I know, I know, because it, it went back on sale for a little bit. Um, <laughs> make them say, uh. Um, it's, it's such, like, the perfect... Three Six Mafia album cover. It's so <laughs> it's so good. No, have you this. seen this shirt yeah. before? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make him say, oh, "Bring that character in WWE." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dude, he, he would be he over in a minute. Best code. That's that was when he had when they're like, oh, "Cody, where's your hot wife? Yep. You don't deserve her." <laughs> it's is to describe. Oh great, it, he's on the floor again. <laughs> it is as Noah laughs on the floor to describe he's on, this shirt. He's down, man. It is. The most generic like rapper font that says Cody at the bottom. It's like a scripted text that make him say "uh." It has Cody in a pimp jacket, sunglasses, and a cigar. Two tanks that Pharaoh is in both the tanks, and Brandy Rhodes. Two Brandy Rhodes. That's like the Looney Tune gangster shirts. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. That's what that is. You all know the classic NWO Wolfpack shirt. No, no, you're not. You're not going to be able to grab this one. You've seen this shirt. Oh no! Wait, there's a great piece of wrestling merch oh no oh, is this something that. you can buy on the wwe shop but here's the problem when you buy it on the wwe shop oh, no. this is how it comes out let's see pass passing the phone oh, oh my god that is how the classic nwo wolf pack the normal nwo shirt in red comes out pass that to mr noah phillips if you wouldn't mind that's just egregious Oh my God! Oh, it is the NWO Wolfpack that's shirt. That's a boo. With the WWE logo in the middle of the shirt. Put at it the on bottom. the back, man. Put it on the back. I knew. And then finally, this is. Oh my God! This is to take us down, brother. This is uh, for my my boy Cooper. Oh, I have one last piece of merch. These two are oh, not going to get it, oh, okay. and I'm going to show them anyway. And I want you to guess the stable by the letters. That are on this. May I also ask Logan if I'm not mistaken, the NWO Wolfpack oh, picture on it. on like the shop doesn't have that logo on it, right? Yes, does not. So uh, they didn't put. So the they're logo just lying. They lied about it. Okay, yes. that's crazy. Um, that's not actually lying, according to. I can't read this, also. but uh, oh wait, I think I can read this. I mean, I wait till I show. I, say what you say. Don't say too much about it because I want to show Cooper. It uh, looks like I, when I they when they made that Loki title card, and they're like, "What if we just put every font?" Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, this belongs to. No, no, no! Don't say it out loud. Don't I, say it out loud. I, I, 
you think I don't know how this game goes? Okay. This belongs to the greatest faction in professional wrestling <laughs> at the moment. So this is, by proxy, the greatest shirt in professional wrestling <laughs> at the moment. Uh, and you need to buy this one and the one before it. Before according it. To one of the, the, yes. Yeah, and the one before it, according to one of the members. So, Noah, you can look at the shirt. Um, Noah, what do you think of this merch? Is it everything I you can't ever even dreamed read of? It. Okay, well, read it, all right, give me the phone. It looks like your handwriting so, now. For Whoa there, buddy. The Mine's a whole lot worse. does say, <laughs> aim high, change New Japan, J5O. Can you tell me what J5... J5G. Oh, yeah, J5G. That's a G? Yes. Well, J5G. Why, why, why you better get o ready to learn English, English buddy. <laughs> I, I know what the table is, but it looks <laughs> like an O on the shirt. It does. Can you tell me what you think J5G is? Me? Like, what does it stand for? I have no idea. I want you to guess. I have no earthly give idea. Noah, give me a guess. Johnny Gargano. I don't know, man. Johnny Johnny, Gargano. Johnny Five Gargano. <laughs> Johnny Five Jarmo. Oh, this Lord. this this uh this shirt don't belongs to Cooper. I'll let you say it. The greatest wrestling stable in the business currently. Noah, Alex, they are just five. Guys. Oh, oh my <laughs> God! These, this guy in the stable is the current he undisputed heavyweight champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So there used to be just four guys. He is a king. He is a king. We need to respect him. Broke. <laughs> your so champion good. has never seen a Rocky movie. Woke. Your champion poses <laughs> in front of the Rocky statue, shirtless, with his title. That is Sonata for you, ladies and gentlemen. The Just Five Guys merch. And you know what? I do not want to buy this shirt after seeing it. I'm sorry. It does not look good. I will. I will. I will you, uh, you'll bite accept, the bullet. I'll accept it and take one for the team. For take all one of for us. the team. You're going you're gonna to come back next episode wearing the Just Five Guys yeah. shirt. You can find that shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees and all, some of these other shirts on WWE Shop. I think the Aussie Open one is on Big Cartel. And did I missing any? Um, oh, see, I don't even know I'll if you see. can buy the make them say oh shirt anymore. No, yeah, that one's that you one's probably gone. make that in graphic you could, designer. You could, I'm sure it probably exists as some bootleg out there that Get you it can off buy eBay for a thousand bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. But um, that will be it for the first ever WWEGL T-shirt segment. What do you feel about that segment, men? I like it. The uh, Wolfpack shirt has shaken my faith in humanity, but I like <laughs> it. <laughs> I gotta prepare more next time. I've been thinking about it. I, I knew I wanted to do some of those shirts, but like I didn't have them all. I was literally like during the ad break finding pictures for each one. We, but, uh, I want to look on WWEShop.com right now and see what shirt. Apparently, it's or I can't look at it on a Safari because I was trying to look and it was just like not letting me. Right, I'll, I'll down. Look. You know what we need to do? What we need to make our own T-shirts that well, the, oh, and I then we're... show the design <laughs> one day. Oh my we, lord! It's blocked on AU Wi-Fi. <laughs> Is that what it what, is? What did WWE, what shop, did WWE do shop do? You know, that, you know, AU Wi-Fi also blocks Apartments.com, which is definitely a scam. But we're not going to get into that right now. Is that why? Because it wouldn't let me pull it up. Is, oh I yeah, it is. No, they block. Yeah, that's. Um, it. I'm, I'm, I'm going. On, I'm going on the hotspot real quick. I'll let you guys know. So hang on. So hang on. Meemaw said we can't go on Apartments.com, TikTok, and WWE Shop. Is that basically what I'm hearing right now? Yes. Okay then. I respect wow. me. I respect Meemaw. You're not Respect beating the on. Alabama government dictatorship allegations right now, man. It's we going tough. Not. So, Noah, you have been our AEW consultant for the show. How is that Jungle Boy versus Sammy Guevara uh, It's very good. Sammy Guevara landed a, like, a uh, elevated DDT, and it looked very, very impressive. That's cool. He's a good wrestler. <laughs> just, he is a good. It's, just, it's so bad that he's the most annoying. Uh-oh. Alex has a. Did y'all see Austin Theory's new shirt? No. Oh, I oh did. my oh, God! It's so good. Can you show it's me? Like, it's like uh, back. Yeah. It is definitely like 
Oh, John no. Cena era. Oh, oh yeah, no. I did see this where it was, yes. These shirt of shirts, was, ladies and her gentlemen. Her for opinion, and it said ATL Austin Theory Live. Oh, People are pulling up the Rise Above Hate shirt side by side, and it is hysterical. If they have merch, this man. shirt, if, and he continues to wear this, they better bring Cena back and let him bury this man. That's so for the second egregious. Try. What in the? <laughs> wait, I did see that. Did the, L- did the LWO change its colors? Oh, what they had the America? That's a Puerto Rico one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, okay. I, I was very confused. That is a very good piece of wrestling merch. Yeah, I like it. Puerto I just Rico was confused. Shirt. Hopefully, that doesn't have the WWE logo. Dude, in they, the- they are going to sell out of those shirts at Backlash. Oh, for sure. Also, LWO. I'm so glad to see that. On my oh screen. my god, they're selling merch. Brother. I will say, let's the interesting parts of Raw. Let me think. I thought the bra, um, the M- Bobby Lashley. MJF just pushed uh, Jungle Boy while oh, he, he was did? outside in the ring with the ring. I think uh, did the ref call it? No, I think Guevara was like distracting the ref. I think Guevara is about to win by count. Are you kidding me? Anyway, let's talk about the good parts of Raw. Um, Judgment Day. It was interesting to see uh, faction warfare between Bloodline, LWO, Judgment Day, and then whatever you want to call Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle. Um, I thought Riddle gave a pretty good promo this week. Did you? Did you watch it? I did. What did you think of Riddle's promo? I don't care. I don't well. care about Matt Riddle. I don't <laughs> no. care about. Don't care. I don't care about <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens right now, uh, because what have they been doing? They've just been messing around with Matt Riddle for all of a sudden. I guess the you know USO stuff just doesn't matter anymore. It's so it's so crazy to me how quickly they have been taken off the boil. Like man. That used to be like the most compelling thing on yeah, television, and like I just I just don't care to tune in every week now because of it. like that's you know that's just how it is. I'm sure th- I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're putting on great performances. I it's just not captivating to me. But. That's completely fair. I agree. Um, I do like this LWO Judgment Day stuff still though. That's true. I, I I mean I liked the segment with like the faction warfare stuff. That was cool. Um, and they teased Rhea Solo again, which will never happen. Well, you got to pull the trigger at some point. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'll happen like 10 years from now, but yeah. in some independent promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The match you've always wanted to yeah. see. Um, but yeah, I think I think the the ending was was the best part of the the show for sure. Um, and you know, uh, but like I just don't I just don't know why any of these parties care about any of it. Like, That's you know, fair. Speaking of endings, we're going to have to end this hour, but we're going to take a brief ID, and then we'll be right back. Yes. Oh, my gosh. MJF and Sammy Guevara are now teammates, looks like, right? Indeed. Sammy Guevara has his scarf on, and they're both posing in the opposite corners. This is awesome. This is everything I wanted to see. What the heck? Anyway. Dream team. Dream team. Some of these shirts good booking. That's one way to make people hate MJF. Yeah. (laughs) Put him with Sammy Guevara. But, um... What were, what were we talking about? I Oh, Bronson Reed. I'm excited for Bronson Reed for Bobby Lashley and hopefully like a no count out match or something like that. Let Bronson Reed kill Bobby Lashley, please. That would be fantastic. Not going to happen, but. Um, yeah, I mean, the they put on a good thing. Oh, I saw that, that Bronson Reed uh, video package where they're He's a nice giving guy. him this like Mr. Nice Guy gimmick, which, I mean, it looks. Oh, I didn't even see that video package. Oh, yeah. No more. It, it, it's building to no more Mr. Nice Guy. Right. Uh, it uh, it actually looked pretty cool, but I'm just worried with with Vince being a more permanent involved uh, person now. That eventually one day we're just gonna see Bronson come out with like a big, 
like yellow smiley face on like his belly <laughs> and like you know it's just gonna be like so over the top and so like not cool anymore but yeah uh, uh the match was fun alpha academy attain uh entertains as always a uh, thank you uh, um they had the maxine thing where basically chad gable was like we're a package you can't draft us separately which is definitely gonna happen Chad Gable's going to cry whenever they draft him to SmackDown and Otis gets stuck with Raw with uh, Maxine Dupree. And then they should push Chad Gable to the moon. Which I think is what's going to happen. Good. The Brock Lesnar um, Cody segment was pretty good. Um, I thought Brock looked like the four ho- one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse wearing that giant, like, what, what do you even call that? Trench coat? The black. He, lo- he looked coat? like Sting, man, with the old yeah. trench coats from the 90s. He was like. like- he looked Come huge. On, he looked awesome. And Cody he is was just huge. trying to attack him. That was cool. Um, Seth and Miz is a good match. And Seth won. The Miz is beating the um, trash feud allegations or try- attempting to. We'll see if that actually works. Probably not. But um, I, I think I saw some like controversy about people um, saying, oh, why is Miz having a competitive match with Seth? B- because he got... Uh, like squashed by Snoop Dogg, mania, uh, <laughs> which I mean, I I well technically I the think Miz that's silly, but you know. wrestled three matches over WrestleMania weekend and won one of them. So what do you? Oh really yeah, because he beat Shane, right? Exactly, he beat Shane via medical stoppage. <laughs> and that was mostly it to cover Spring Break, um, NXT, which Spring Break is next week for them. Ooh. Well, it was funny you were talking about the Mister Nice Guy package of Bronson Reed. Well, you know what they have repackaged Nathan Frazier. As uh, what's the last week tonight host? Last week. He's John Oliver. John Oliver. He is John Oliver. They did a package where he basically he gave some hard hitting truths, and he basically was on the John Oliver set, and he's like, he's like, you know, this 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 industry. It was actually an interesting. It's pretty good, well done package. I hope they only do it's like a one off, but they also doing it for him as a baby face. So it was kind of weird. He's looked like he's aged twenty years in NXT. Apparently, all those NXT UK guys just. Is he still got like the like long blonde hair? Yes, but they sleeked like, it back for the segment, so like, oh, okay, it, he just looks greasy. Let's right. just say you can see the receding hairline. Dijak and Apollo Cruz had a good match. I think Dijak won. Um, they had a good triple threat between Redacted, aka Gallus, um, the Creed brothers, and um, Schism, aka Guiv, who I guess are not getting released. Yeah, probably not. Um, Gallus won. I think the Creeds are going to get brought up so quick. It was a very good spot where Julius Creed. I mean, they are just modern. I I will say it every week, but they are the modern day Steiner Brothers. He hit a a moons. He was gonna hit. He jumped to the top rope like just like what do you call that box jump? Was gonna hit a superplex. The guy goes under him. He goes eh, and then hits a moon salt. Then goes to the other guy and gut wrenches him, holds him like this because he can't pick him up, and then lifts him all the way up for a power bomb, like a three hundred pound man. It is crazy. I would love nothing more. Than to see the Creed brothers against like prime era Gorillas of Destiny. Yes, that would be so cool. Ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. Noam Dar made his NXT return, uh, squashing somebody. Um, Braun Breakers speared the crap out of Odyssey Jones, who's like a big man in NXT. He oh, just, I love Odyssey Jones. Yeah, he yeah. speared. I mean, it looked like he gave him CTE. Ooh, and I, then, don't, I don't love that. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, it was. It, he obviously just sold it well, yeah, but like right. uh, he wasn't hurt. And then Duke Hudson came out, and he's like, you interrupted my MVP ceremony. And basically, like, hyped it up like he was going to challenge Ron Baker next week. He's like, next week, you will face Andre Chase. 
and then like then kind of left. And then Ron Breaker said he was going to spear Andre Chase in half and and chase you. I kind of like this heel Ron Breaker. He's just like I don't care. I'm just gonna hurt everybody as basically. long as it evolves into, into the big bad Scott Skiner <laughs> Part Two that oh, can actually dude, like please. go for a long time. Please, 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 Sean. Please, look, man. Please, the best yeah. thing they could do for him is give him a heel run and make him like crazy because he's he, he's good in the ring and I, people yeah. want to pop more when he's a heel than they will babyface stuff because it's stuff that just doesn't work as a babyface. It was such a weird decision to to make him like the ultimate babyface in NXT, especially after his first promo. You you remember? Yeah, he was like way amping up the Steinerisms. So yes. like why like especially the, since the same, one of his I I refuse to believe that the same guy that said you want a friend get a dog. I refuse to believe that that guy is like at his core. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm having to be here. I'm, oh, oh I like gee, the, I guess I can be champion now. I like, like fishing, you know. Right? Yeah. yeah, especially since his Tronley says, "I got that dog in me." That's such a Steiner thing. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so great. They need um, to put him and uh, and Cora Jade on TV, like as a as a, as a couple. couple. Yeah. Yes. Right. He will become the modern day big bad booty daddy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, and then we had you know, Roxanne Perez. Own a uh, Shoney's in Atworth, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne Perez beat Zoe Stark, and it looks like we're getting a triple threat next week between Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez, and Tiffany Stratton. That should be good. Um, they're continuing the Gigi Dolan and JC Jane feud because she cost uh, Gigi Dolan a match against Cora Jade. It looks like, I think, Lyra Valk- Valkyrie. I would say this. NXT's women division, pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially now that they've been bringing in the NXT UK folks. Um, yeah. Uh, I know, yeah, like Alba Fire and, and Isla Dawn are the tag champs for them. Um, and, like, they put on just killer th- matches. It, it's it's the perfect because they're bringing in the UK people who are seasoned. And then and then finally these, like, new girls, they basically just threw a bunch of these, like, athletes in the waters. Yeah. And they're finally starting to swim kind of thing. And right. so it's like it's really churning up again where it's like it's well, very interesting to watch. Sol Rook has been swimming since day one. Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Apollo Crews was Dijek was good with Dragunov coming out post-match. So Dragunov is Dijek is the next feud. Um, Dijek's finally got that soul back in him. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Fredericks, Eddie Thorpe, it looks like he is caught the attention of Damon Kemp, a.k.a. Uh, what's the little brother of Gable Stevenson, I think, or something Carl- like that. Like New Japan, Carl Fredericks? Yeah, he's in NXT. He's Eddie Thorpe now. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. okay. He won his first match. Nice. Right on. Um, also, Clark Connors is Bullet Club now. So. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Wesley, and then Wesley beat Charlie Dipsy, a.k.a. William Regal Jr. for the Nuclear American title. And then Gulak beat them up post-match and held the title above them. They just beat the crap out of them. Pretty good. Charlie Dipsy's going to be like such a big deal later on. That kid is yeah. so good. For sure. And I love the pairing with Gulak. Um, the Mafia family of Tony D'Angelo and Pretty Deadly are having a trunk match. I don't know what that entails, but take Logan, that for what you will. Logan, you keep telling me that NXT is good now. And One bag I'm, And I'm segment. inclined to believe you most of the time. And then you go and tell me that stuff like this happens. <laughs> okay. Hang on. You don't want to watch a trunk match, though. <laughs> tell me you don't want to watch a Bro, trunk match. When an hour and 30. But do the thing. Brady Deadly's pretty good, and Tony D'Angelo is pretty good, too. So when three of the four are pretty good match, they can put on a good. Watch a trunk match be good. Because you know what? We all clown the Iron Survivor. <laughs> it probably will be. We clown the Iron Survivor match when that was made. And I watched that, and that was one of the. Might be the best match I saw in NXT all year other than the triple threat. That match was awesome. 
So I'll say that. In the main event, um, Waller and Hayes came face-to-face because they're facing off at spring break. But I feel like there's going to be a Braun Breaker interference, maybe triple threat down the line. Oh, probably, yeah. Um, and the only other thing I missed is they broke up, uh, the, they broke up the, the Southern boys team, Noah. Over a woman. This is the most Noah story I've ever seen. <laughs> they broke up the two best friends who were Southern boys because of a woman. Well, and now they're having a mixed tag team match next week. I was about to say, Noah, did that happen much in Ayrton, Alabama? That happened a lot in Ayrton, Alabama. Oh, sweet This is Lord. the most Noah Phillips match I have ever seen. But um, any anything on – what happened on SmackDown? Great question. Did LA he? Knight lost. Oh, yeah, he did yeah. lose to Xavier Woods, the uh, video game guy. Don't yeah. – <laughs> Don't act happy about this. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Also, you were saying you wanted LA Knight versus Gunther. They actually have that match that's happening in the next scene. You can watch it on YouTube, Noah, and find out what happens. I don't want to watch that on YouTube. I want to watch that live. In my ILC, in living color, buddy. In living color. Well, uh, Matt Riddle got beat by Solo Sokola. Next, uh, Cross and Nakamura are starting a feud. I saw that Nakamura returned. Yeah. Nakamura returned. It's been so long, the fans didn't know to sing along with his song. It was no, kind of disappointing. Did. I, I, it didn't say it didn't sound it didn't sound as thunderous as it should have. Um, okay, is the Matt? Viking Raiders attack the smooth operators? <sighs> not bald men. Not, not bald, bald men. Not the bald men. Is Matt Cat Moss just a certified jobber now? Yes. Okay. That, like he should be. Is he honestly that bad? Dude, I'm surprised he's, he's okay. pretty bad. I'm yeah. surprised he's still in the company. So hey, what's, what's bad about did, this guy? He I don't did know the anything. Philadelphia Eagles. Dude. Injured like two people. Oh, he injured yeah. two people. He also has been in the company for I swear ten years now. Well, I swear he was at NXT when it was created. Got called up a couple weeks ago to basically be a goon of Baron Corbin. So you know you're in bad struts. If and his whole gimmick was to tell bad puns. And that was more entertaining than what he's doing now. Well, we at least can say for certain that Vince is not completely in control because if he was, then I believe that guy would have a belt on him at this point because he does love he promoting. He did hold the 24-7 title for he a long time. He is a former champion, technically. Oh, my God. He also won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Royal, yeah. Oh, last year. my. Okay, I was kidding. But actually, I guess I wasn't kidding. That's... He actually had a decent match against Gunther a while back. Yeah, because Gunther's not little. dead. If that's what you mean by decent. <laughs> Sorry. I, I Like, I get it. I You know, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not a wrestler obviously but i don't have any patience for people at the highest level of your profession to routinely injure people yeah like it, it was it's not like a freak was, accident type thing uh so he injured um hideo tommy back in NXT. <gasps> he broke his like no. neck as in like the guy that was supposed to be really good and then never like got up the ground yes. partially because of that injury exactly yep. okay. what how did i not know that uh-huh. yeah it was like at a house show too. oh my lord yeah um so there's to be fair he was young there and learning okay yeah that was young, young Riddick Moss. Right. Even at NXT, he floundered. So you know he shouldn't have been brought up to the main right. roster. Um, and I recall there being some other thing uh, about somebody and him not being entirely safe uh, in the ring. Um, although I, I do forget who. Although I might be getting that confused. I get him and Rich Holland confused. Yeah, because Rich Holland yeah. broke Biggie's broke neck. Broke Biggie's neck, yeah. You know, and, and he also the same, injured somebody the same else. move, by the way. Uh, is yep. the same, like... Power slam gone or, wrong. No, I thought it was it was it was a power slam. No, Rich Hollins was a well it, uh, belly to the suplex. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah, no, Riddick uh, Riddick Moss's one that injured uh, Kenta was he like tried to do sort of like a, the Randy Orton like snap power slam yeah. off the ropes and like under rotated, so he basically like just dropped him straight on his head. It was like really gnarly. Well. 
that's kind of a, a sad note, but I think we're going to go to a quick PSA break. But when we come back, we will finally beat the allegations. So stay right there. Welcome back. Did you have anything to say that could be said on air? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was about to say um, I'm about to get real annoying in this next segment because you know I'm about to talk some Japanese wrestling for, for this one. All right. This is- it is time. We are beating the allegations. We no, are, we're not. We have to say no. four women's wrestling's names. It's the prompt said WWE. Oh, it, it did? So, oh, I didn't, so, okay. I didn't realize that one. So, okay, look. Let me, well, let me, actually, I, I can still talk Japanese wrestling then. Let actually. me if, – if I may, it's very confusing because the, the tweet itself says, who deserves a place on your Mount Rushmore? Rushmore of at WWE Women Superstars. Then the graphics is Mount Rushmore of Women's Wrestling question mark with a Fox WWE logo below it. Most people on Twitter are going by the WWE list, WWE. so let's, I feel let's okay. go by the that stand. at least helps narrow yeah. it down. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah. there was one immediate response that said um, that there could never be a Mount Rushmore of WWE Women's Wrestling because WWE has never cared about women's wrestling. And I was like, ouch. But also, not right. I mean, I think, I think all right. we can. We'd yeah. be mad you about me, them for like want, 10 years. But I, can, yeah. I, can, I can shoot from the hip. All right, go ahead. You're four. Charlotte, Sasha, Trish, and I throw in China. Mm. Oh, all right. Interesting. Nice. Four, and this is why I think Sasha was the most popular of the four horsewomen for the longest time. Charlotte's the most winning. Becky is right there on the cusp. You could exchange her for Sasha if you want. But I think Sasha has more of an impact, especially after she's left WWE and still found success and mainstream appeal. Trish, because she basically ran that division in the early 2000s, and she, no fault to Lita, but she's a better wrestler, um, in my opinion. And then China, because she broke barriers, first woman in a rumble, first woman, only woman to hold an IC title, and was a big deal, and should still be, but because of WWE revision in history, it's not. There you go. Do I go now? Yeah, yes. whoever wants to pipe up next. Yeah, y'all got it. I- all right. No, I, I guess can't name a woman. Don't I'll, worry. I'll go ahead. Um, I'm going to go, for me, people that I've seen, just because, to be honest, if we're going off of anybody, Wendy Richter and Fabulous Moolah are probably on this list, but I don't oh, have any. Moolah is gone. You cannot. Oh, wait. Yeah, we Moolah. should, we oh, should wait. go ahead and disqualify. Okay, sorry. I forgot. Moolah is disqualified. Sorry, May, sorry. May Young should be I forgot. I forgot, I forgot about the issues there. That's my bad. I, I was not as tuned in with that. That's, 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 my, that's my mistake. Can't. But I'm just saying, like, there's old, there's older wrestlers that I just would have no knowledge of. So I'm going to go with my four. I'm going to go with Lita and Trish both, just because I think they helped carry the the whole generation, mm-hmm. that direction. And they main evented that run Raw, which is pretty cool. Um, then... I'll go Becky, actually, on this one. The man. Maybe it's some recency bias, but, man, when she was bleeding on that one Raw episode, that I mean, I was, only- I was glued to the television for, like, the next month and a half just wondering what else she was going to say. That was awesome. I love that. The only good thing Nia Jax ever did for the wrestling <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, because, like, like, I love what the Women's Revolution did and everything, but it just took a different level with Becky's main event push because it just became – it felt more yeah. mainstream, at least from how WWE booked it, how the fans responded to it. And then – I'm going to go Reese Bias again because WrestleMania got me in love. I'm going with Rhea, man. I'm sorry, but that match had me. I, I'm convinced she's going to be like the star for the next 15 years. I do not first, care. First Grand Slam in the type of that she's won the NXT UK, Tag, NXT, and both Raw and SmackDown women's. I'm convinced she is pure gold based on like that match and a few promos. That's all I have. I'll admit it's a little recent, but I don't care. She definitely could be up there for me, her or Bianca, as the years go by and like as we see, but it, it's just right now. Is what I'm but if, re- if I'm going, going historically, it's definitely probably China in that spot because she is the 
breaker of the barriers, as we say. Anyway. Okay. Those those are all really solid. Yeah. Um, and you thought we were going to be bad. Uh, just wait till we get to know us four. I want to hear Cooper's. I think I'm really curious where, the, where this will go. Okay. Um, in no particular order, because these right. Are, these yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. No particular order. Right. Okay. Great. Um, I'm going with Becky. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the the man character and and storyline was so well done and yes. like so cathartic too for me especially because. Out of all of the the horsewomen, like she was the like, most, the one that I gravitated to the most instantaneously. Um, so to see her finally get like the recognition for that was just really great. Um, I'm gonna go with Lita. Um, personally, I I yes Trish, it, and this is weird for me to say because I'm a big you know work rate smart whatever um uh so i i you would think that i would probably go for trish because yes technically speaking she is more uh efficient uh, just like the better technical wrestler however i was always much more excited to watch a lead a match than a trish trish match i was the same yeah so I um, that point. um and also like just has just personality for days like you know i and and she doesn't even have to do anything really like just like as is like i think is a charismatic performer um i'm gonna go with oscar um valid main roster has kind of diluted what made her special but man nxt oscar with the belt especially it was such a force of nature it was unlike anything i had ever seen like dude beating goldberg's undefeated streak awesome awesome and and the matches were all like must see screw you bill right (laughs) right. (laughs) um uh like one of the few truly terrifying women's performers in a long time she could do it all too like any type of match like when she would have those brawl matches versus cross and then the nikki cross the, last woman standing yep. is so good and the david versus goliath matches versus jackson you yeah, know yeah. Ba- like everyone thought bailey was going to continue and just heartbroken whenever uh-huh. oscar just destroyed her yeah um and so the last spot i i i've debated for for quite a while i think i think it's gotta go to sasha Mm -hmm. um because once again um main roster kind of not as much as with asuka because sasha was still a big big star on the main roster but i have never seen a women's wrestler be so unanimously hated and reviled as in that match with Bailey at Brooklyn, it was so just like the most heated feud at the time, and she is a phenomenal like actor too in 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 ring, like you know really makes you feel for the moment and and for a, a split second you think that it's real and that's the best type of uh, performer to me. So yeah, uh, it's it, it, my my list leans. Mostly newer because that's the stuff that I I'm into and that I watch, um, but uh, I think I think 
that's that's where it's going to lay for me. Mr. Noah. Okay. My number four pick is, is somebody that he is going neither in order. neither three of you have said, and I think it's going to impress you. So I can already you know feel that jitterbugs in the air on that one, folks. But my first and foremost is China. You cannot undersell this woman in any way, shape, or fashion. When she won the IC title off a of double J, that crowd goes electric if you watch it back. People wanted her to win, and the crowd was behind her. And even the reinventing stuff she did, even within while she was in DX, absolutely phenomenal. One of the best uh, wrestlers of that time period, men or women. Two and three, I'm going to kind of lob them in together. Trish and, and uh, Lita absolutely had a phenomenal rivalry back in the day. Had one of the best Raw main events back in the day. Back then back in the day back in the day back back when you youngins weren't alive including myself and before i say number four i'd like to say that nothing against the women today they're all fantastic but they haven't completely submitted themselves yet they're they're going to they already have but if you want to go on a rush more in my opinion you have to be already like your time has passed because something could happen later on where it's like oh we we don't want to talk about that like with what we talked about in the beginning with um, Moolah. Moolah. My number four is Beth Phoenix. Absolutely Ooh, carried. Connoisseurs. Absolutely carried WWE's women's division or divas division, uh, if you want to call it that. We're not going to call it the divas division. Exactly. Uh, during <laughs> the a only very, real woman in that division. Very I mean, for a while there. Yeah. During a very very dark time in WWE's uh, history, there. I mean, who else was it? Alicia Fox. Can could not wrestle. Could, Michelle McCool was pretty good. Michelle McCool was okay, but Beth Phoenix being <laughs> Kelly Kelly <laughs> Kelly Kelly Beth Phoenix being the face of that division and could actually wrestle was so important for women's wrestling, even saying a thing in fans' eyes. In yeah, because it, it was it was in it was in a dark timeline. I think when they were trying to figure out how to go from the TV fourteen era to the PG era. I, I will say I only have a couple thoughts because you and you and Cooper both made some interesting points that I that. Joggled the brain a bit. I also have a thought. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, this go, is go somebody right way back in the past that none of y'all thought about. Medusa and WCW. Ah, oh, of, of, a, of a Lunder Blaze, uh, former Lunder Blaze. Yeah. Formerly known. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, Lunder Blaze stuff is is what would push it over for me for her. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 For sure. I think um, one on the Becky point, what also shocks me about that whole thing is the fact that of the four horsewomen, she was probably given the least in terms of, I guess – I don't want to. I don't want to totally disparage her previous character, but in terms of the opportunities and where everyone else was going, she was in that fourth spot before she just oh. shot oh, yeah. well yeah, past yeah. them. She was the only in one such to, a to not hold the NXT title mm-hmm. in such an incredible way. And I also think that again, um, this is why this is very important because, like, like I said, there were the dark days, and there were a lot of very competent women's wrestlers and very good ones that do not get this chance to shine because they were not given that chance. And I know a lot of people really love Victoria. That's somebody that a lot of people Victoria. really, really like, but she was in the dark days. She was in the doom and gloom Mickey era. Mickey James. Mickey James. People gloom. love Mickey James. Mickey AJ James, Lee. her work outside of WWE might have her being one of the best women's wrestlers of the last 20 years. For sure. Period. At this point, I mean, you. I don't know where you're ranked, oh, if, I'm not if, too familiar with her we're work. we're doing like, uh, a, a, like a top 10 or something – She's in the top five. Yeah. Like yeah. That's- my, and then I would like to say about my list, these are not my favorites. Like, if I was a favorite, I'd put Becky over. I just feel like 
you Charlotte just as many titles as she reigns and how long she's been at the top. Because she's a flair, yes, but like she's well, yeah, still like, a yeah, great she's worker. Like, she's the winning. She is. She is the exist. like. She is like the the end of the women's division. She ended Oscar streak wrong, but again, like yeah. you can't deny her excellence. Kind if of anybody was I to can. do it, she would do it. The only reason for the only reason I don't have Becky up there is just because I think Sasha. I think it's just more significant as in like the mainstream appeal. Having Snoop Dogg come out as, as her cousin, the Mandalorian stuff. Be, and also just stepping up for herself and walking out, uh, I think is yeah. also pushing it and like proving afterwards that like Absolutely. she is as big of a star and that they made the mistake and and then obviously I don't even gotta defend Trish and again, like I like Lita more, but Trish work weight rise and being at the top. Oh, and yeah. she's back again and on that heel stuff yet again, one one last she's better time. Better as a heel, so she, I mean well. she was. Again, honestly, if I if I could go back and retroactively do it, I'd probably put Mickey in that fourth spot just because again, like I mean, she was part of the she and Beth were pretty much holding the dark days together because it was them and not really anyone the show else. Cool was decent. I mean, yeah, but but it's just that's true. I, I did like when when she and Layla split the championship. That, that, was pretty, that, was pretty, that was pretty cool, man. Like, that, cool, baby. That, that was awesome, man. That, that was that was some good stuff. No, I mean it's you know it. It's a great place to be at right now, where you're talking about WrestleMania Night One, and arguably the best match on the card was the women's championship match. Oh, like, of the of the whole two of, nights, of the whole two nights, the it very well could be. I mean, we I, that was crazy. Yeah, it it is is it's a absolute even tie for me between the the Rhea Charlotte and the IC triple threat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like that's and they're both five stars. And it, and it's a great place to be at and I think again it's you know like I, I people have been talking about that new NXT crop's going to come up in a few years and give Rhea a run for her money down the line and when I mean hey women's wrestling at least in the WWE is better than it's been in ever at this point. I mean yep. hard to say that there's another even comparison, but hey, good stuff's going on. And there's even more. I mean, wrestlers not even being used like Shayna Baszler and you know, absolute tearing it. I mean, and Natalia. Was, all the NXT Women's Championships have at champions recently have been great. And again, like there's just more and more great women's wrestling to come. And oh wait, sorry, one second. I was just gonna say before we before we end the segment, uh, Natalia could be an honorable mention on everybody's list just because she's been around for a hundred years and it's no. been a major workhorse. I know it's a meme, but come on, she's been no. she's been there forever. Just because you're there forever doesn't. I don't Mark know, Henry man. Mark Henry was there forever, and look at him. Uh, Mark, Mark Henry's, Henry's awesome. awesome. <laughs> so, with that being said, we will go to a brief PSA break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Noah. Do that accent, baby. We're going to get fucking like a monkey, baby. We're going to get what? We're going to get, fu- get fucking like a monkey. Uh, okay, okay, okay. All right, uh, here we go. Welcome back to WBGL. TNA, total nonstop action. Nah, we're talking about the NWA. We're talking about Jim... <laughs> Crockett Promotions. We are talking about Starcade, nineteen eighty-five. This is a Noah suggestion. Every historic suggestion so far has been a Noah suggestion. Alex, you looking about the rant? So I'm gonna let you and have I missed? Get, get it off your chest before Noah gets onto it. I was gonna say you should have said TNA. No, we're talking about the greatest tag team of all time, Test in Albert. Um, Ooh, that's true. the real. We <laughs> gotta talk about that one. No, um, I'm actually not gonna start anything now because I've had all my heel moments in these first hour and thirty minutes. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not know we were going to be watching this match, but hey, it's okay. It's okay. Well, no I'm one. being nice. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, this match was picked because of the recent uh, biography. God, they biography. There, there I watched go. it about on Dusty Rhodes, and uh, probably is the inspiration about why Cody Rhodes lost at WrestleMania. No, because he figured out, oh, I need to lose 20 times. No, before. I need to continue the chase, brother. It's not the territories, brother. <laughs> 
doesn't matter, brother. But uh, anyway, we're going to be talking about the main event of Star K85, which is, of course, Dusty Rhodes versus the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair after Dusty Rhodes was hurt earlier in the year with an apparent leg injury. His foot was broken. His foot was broken. He had the cast. He had a cast on and everything. Only was allowed to compete in the match because he had a special boot made that would protect his leg. Spoiler alert, it did not at all. Bro, he had the Noah Phillips knee injuries out here, I swear. <laughs> anyway, Cooper, you had at a point you wanted to say. I did. Um, so you mentioned that we're, we're talking about the main event of this show, which, which is correct, we are. Um, however, in the initial text that I received that we would be doing this, uh, it did not specify that we were just talking Wait, about the main whoa, event. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So, no, 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 no. I will read this text. I are, said, you, are you mad about the fact that you watched the whole show? Look. Can you tell me it's a bad show? No, not at all. Exactly. Uh, Jim Crockett knew what he was I'm doing. I'm just saying, though, if I had known otherwise, <laughs> I might not have watched the whole show. <laughs> watched the to entire be fair, show. <laughs> was, it, was it Tully versus Magnum TA? Tully versus Magnum TA is on this. It's great. Uh, that's that's a great match. I watched the full show, too. So Okay, cool. Um, the, Don't worry. The rock and roll. Uh, Midnight. Was it, was it rock and roll or midnight? I don't rock and roll. Okay. Um, Versus uh, the the Russians. This uh, card is crazy. Uh, Nikita I'm sorry. Khrushchev and uh, and uh, or no, not Nikita Khrushchev. <laughs> that's, that's the actual. Uh, no, no, prime minister of was Russia. Was it Billy Graham? What? <laughs> they were managed by Crusher Khrushchev. Crusher Khrushchev. Yeah. Barry Darso, aka Smash, aka the Repo Man. Um, <laughs> Incredible who, character. Who, who in work. his Promo after winning the the first match of the night, Crusher Khrushchev, a man who is supposed to be Russian, mind oh, no. you, speaks with the clearest Minnesota accent <laughs> I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, awesome, so good. Um, so that was on on this uh, night. Um, they had uh, yeah. Let's 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 just do a quick little rundown. Um, I'm looking at the card right now myself. Didn't okay. they have the was it Billy Graham with the arm wrestling yes. match? Yes, superstar Billy Graham. Yep, <laughs> uh, won an arm wrestling match. Uh, um, let's see who who else is on here. Oh, okay, uh, Manny Fernandez uh, defeated Abdullah the Butcher. Yes, uh, in a Mexican death match, match. which, as far as a I know, is a on sombrero a on a pole. Match. Yep, <laughs> you just have to get a sombrero down from a big stick. That's and WCW for you, fellas. Yep. No, I was. Uh, I was that's, that's Jim Crockett, actually. I was saying in, in yeah. this. Yeah, this is. Uh, no, I was. I was Crockett. skipping through the uh, get to the uh, timeline to get to the main event, and I saw that, and I went. Also, I'm going to watch that. Report. This <laughs> this event was in two arenas. Two, yeah, yeah, two arenas. Yeah, they they would like Crazy. flip back and forth. They went to WrestleMania. But did, yeah, but I was say, didn't they do that WrestleMania two and it like sucked? Yeah, and no, it, wait, it, it doesn't work great here either. Okay, yeah, dang it. All right, guys, come on. Um. But uh, before this uh, Abdullah the Butcher match, by the way, Abby is already bleeding, like on his way to the entrance. <laughs> um, so take for that what you will. Um, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, uh, the Andersons, uh, defeated Wahoo McDaniel and Billy Jack Haynes for the tag team uh, titles. Yep. Uh, Jimmy uh, Boogie Woogie Man Valiant and <laughs> Miss Atlanta Lively, who uh, for this show was portrayed by uh, Ron Garvin. Uh, was uh, in a Atlanta street fight with the Midnight Express. Yes, of Bobby Eaton and that's Dan, what it Dennis was. Contry yeah. with Jim Cornette. 
Uh, yeah. And Valent and Miss Atlanta Lively were managed by quote unquote Big Mama. Big so we Mama. really, really love that. Yes. There, there was no Wikipedia page evident for Big Mama, so we have no idea who that was. They, they were a faction uh, called Street People USA, which yes. is a fantastic name. Awesome. <laughs> love it. Yeah. No notes. Um, so that was on the show. Uh, oh, what else am I missing? Oh, there, and there was a Texas bull rope match with. Ron Bass and Black Bart with J.J. Dillon, who is Black Bart's manager. Um, and at the end, J.J. Uh, Dillon got to fight Ron Bass. Yeah. Uh, and won, which is crazy because he's a manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, wait, what, what am I missing here? I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. This is 1985, a.k.a. the second year in Tony Schiavone's career, making Tony Schiavone's 40th year in uh, wrestling yeah, this yeah. year. But let's go ahead and get into that main event, the great storyline of the chase for Dusty. This is the, our first and only time he beat Flair for that NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. He was, of course, selling the knee injury. They had a very fun 80s-style match. Then, you know, he had horseman interference. I also, whenever Flair went out to the floor and they moved back, my, my modern wrestling mind got for me for a second because Flair went out to the floor or was like out of the floor. He was on the barricade and Dusty starts moving. I'm like, no way Dusty's about to do a dive, right? But no, 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 no. They were going to Dusty because, of course, as Alex complains about AEW, don't act like Ric Flair, Dusty Rose, it and Blade if all get out. Flair comes back, all of a sudden is bleeding. Bat hard style, brother. Early in the match. Too. Early, bro. Also, Dusty wanted the roll up, which I didn't realize. I thought he like get him with the bionic. I thought it would be more of like a you know. Dude, like, the bionic elbow was like a signature. I know, but I thought finisher, he was. Yeah. I thought he was gonna hit him with like what was his what was his finisher? Uh, the bionic elbow when yeah. he finished people usually yeah yeah because um, what was yeah, it? He, I forget what which. Well, what he also was, had a cross body. At that time, cross but body. I don't think it went. Dusty Rhodes did a crossbody. To be yeah. fair, Lord, mercy. The, it looked awesome. The small package looked great because Dusty put all of his body weight onto him, so it's like very believable. But it was, it's also that, like, yeah, that was a shoot small package. Yes, <laughs> yes. I just, was like, I'm not dropping the belt. I was just like, I, I kind of wish it had been more of a definitive in, ending after. I mean, well, well, I mean, two weeks later, we found out that Dusty Rhodes apparently cheated. Yeah, and so, they had to give the belt back. <laughs> so uh, classic Jim Crockett promotions booking, brother. Come on, that's called a dusty finish. That's, that's, it's um, literally a dusty finish. If, if I may have beat the allegations one moment as you got came at me for my AEW criticism, um, if you find me a singular man on the roster that has as beautiful blonde hair as these two men do, then yes, I'll believe it. But Mox, bald dude, bleeding all over the place for no reason. So you only like bleeding if they're blonde, Alex. Yeah, hmm. if, if, Ren, if Renee... That seems very weird of you. If Renee went out there and started bleeding, that'd be a five-star match. But instead, <laughs> we got John Moxley's bald-looking... I don't even want to get in this right now. But when Austin bled against Michaels, he was bald, and I bet you were all... I mean, Brett, you were all over that one. Yeah, you? because then he passed out through the paint and he got hit with some sparklers during a death match and then bleed the next week again! He's My hatred wrong. of Moxley so knows wrong. no bounds. So but angry. also, I'd like to go ahead and give you all the story for this, because Logan just kind of glossed I over was about everything. to get back to it. <laughs> well, guess what, buddy? I am, because I am a Jim, Jim Crockett stand, apparently. So basically, the story of the match is <laughs> Dusty Rhodes mops the floor with Ric Flair for pretty much the entire match. Yeah. But awesome. But Dusty Rhodes has a video game like red pulsing shoot here type of thing for that boot. <laughs> for that. For so that boot. anytime Ric Flair hits the boot, Dusty Rhodes acts <gasps> like he has been shot. It's like first, I see Noah when he walks. He kicks it. 
he rolls out of the ring <laughs> and hops over the steel barricade yes. into the crowd. He's ah, yeah. ah. Right. I, I see Noah do this on like a match. daily basis. So I'm like, I oh. know I know I suggested this now. So, so during the Weagle Eagle Eye basketball game, I took a charge from Vince. Great man, Vince. Okay. But he hit me so hard that I nearly did a somersault in the air, and they still didn't give me a charge. I'm I wish. All right, we're not talking about this game on <laughs> I air. wish we had that game recorded because just for Noah's sell of that alone, your legs were in the air for he a good hard. 15 seconds. It was – you, you had Vince looking like Hogan, man. But, of course, the feud is known for the hard times promo. You want to you you talk about that, Noah? Of course, I went back. I was right before the match. I'm like, I need to watch this again because why not? There's um, never a bad time to watch it. My hand. In your hand, <laughs> bro. They were talking about in the Dusty biography. They were saying like how Dusty was like a representative of like the, the blue collar, what blue man, collar bro. in the African American culture. Oh yeah, he was a big, yeah. big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, he he kind of reemphasizes that too in the post match uh, promo to back backstage uh, where it like with tears in his eyes. Yes. He, he mentions like this one's for the auto workers. This one's for you know the textile yeah, workers. workers. This is the, you know for blue collar people everywhere. Uh, which is what, in, in my mind, uh, and once again, the the technical work rate guy here, not the uh, you know going for a, a technical work rate kind of wrestler, but Dusty Rhodes is the greatest wrestler of all time. Yes, uh, because he's he's so much bigger than wrestling. What he represents is so much bigger than wrestling, and he was so effective at it. Like he he is truly an embodiment of of an ideology. Um, in in a way that nobody before or since has ever been, so. for sure. And with Noah, do you have any lasting thoughts before we go to this quick PSA break? He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes <laughs> and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four to five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man worked at a job for thirty years, thirty years. And they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard times. And by hard <laughs> we all, all right. had all hard right. times together. We don't and have I to admit, the whole I don't promo. look like we have the to athlete go. of the day. Supposed to look. My body's just a little bit too big. My hand is just a little big. But, brother, I am bad. Logan, and they you, know I'm you, bad. You have the power to get this up anytime. I, I <laughs> muted him so much. I got to throw him a bone somehow. <laughs> With that being said, we're going to go to a quick PSA break. We'll get in our final segment or we will talk about the GCW. I'm going to reach out right now. Don't let me down now. Because I came back. Because I came back for you, for that man upstairs that died 10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real world's champion. And I'm proud of you. Thank God I have you. I love you. I love you. That was the end of Noah's promo right there. Um, he was going the entire The whole time. The whole time. <laughs> um, These uh, walls could talk. <laughs> <laughs> These walls could talk. What uh, would they say? I, uh, I petitioned also uh, for us to, to talk about the, the greatest spot in this match, and perhaps the greatest spot in all of wrestling history, uh, it, let me let me just set the scene for you guys real quick. All right. So as we had previously mentioned, Ric Flair, master of his craft, uh, is working Dusty's bad leg. All right. However, Dusty Rhodes, in response. <laughs> 
decides <laughs> to work Rick Flair's leg um, and just try to say and he Rick does Flair's doing. and he does he does a fantastic uh, job of it as well. Like in the midway point, Flair puts him in the figure four. Dusty, smart man, reverses the pressure. Classic. Also, just a <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I believe also at one point during that rallying segment, uh, it makes an. An obscene gesture to towards Flair. I think he does. I think he goes. Yeah, yeah. uses a, a, a certain <laughs> finger that he uh, might not be supposed. It looked to be like he's. I gotta watch yeah. this match. Um, and so so rolls over and due to the sheer uh, mass of uh, Dusty Rhodes' calves, crushes Ric Flair's knee underneath him, uh, forcing <laughs> Flair to break the figure four. So then, they both are up on their feet. All right, it's even at this point. It, it can go to anybody. Ric Flair. Uh, hooks him up, attempts to go for a suplex. As he forces with every ounce of effort in his body uh, to, to lift Dusty up, his, the, the same knee <laughs> in which uh, was crushed earlier buckles, like, so clearly. Like, it, it, you could see, like, yeah. it, it looks like he, like, breaks it in half. Like, and... and just cannot do it, and they both fall back down to the ground. That, ladies and gentlemen, is professional wrestling for at sure. its best. Cinema. Speaking of professional wrestling, this Friday, me, Mr. Alex Houston, and Mr. No Phillips, along with our good friend of the show, my other good friend of the show, Mr. Justin Lee, and a new friend, possibly next week, Miss Ansley, will be going to see GCW Into the Light in Atlanta, GA. Um, a town. No, Damn. no, no. Um, maybe Austin, Austin Theory runs in. Yeah, yes. Um, let's read this car. The most recent match announced. Noah's favorite wrestler other than Dusty Rhodes. Action. Mike Jackson will be facing all heart. Blake Christian. Alabama wrestling royalty. Hey, but he's in Georgia, Damn. so he's definitely losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you going to wear your Mike Jackson shirt now? I might. For you real. should. I'm. I, I'm taking the tube. I'll probably wear this shirt. I'll I don't have a good attire to wear to this event. I'll give you my Mike Jackson shirt. It'll be a little big, but you can make it work. Make it work. Um, and then we have, of course, the first match announced. The biggest draw on this card. The one that was stolen by Ring of Honor Tony Khan. <laughs> right. El Hijo del Vikingo versus Commander, who we just saw lose to Switchblade Jay White on AEW television. Of and to El Hijo del Vikingo and Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have Speedball Mike Bailey, the hottest independent wrestler probably in the game currently, versus Alex Zane. Is it hot sauce? Not hot sauce, but something sauce. Alex, Alex Zane. He has something with sauce. He was in NXT for a while. It's like Trey. No. He was him and Blake Christian were in NXT for a while. But he he's like the he's a flippy guy. Okay, cool. He was in. I think he, was, he may have been in New Japan for a little while too. Oh, that. Oh, I know who you're talking. Yeah, he he was in the Super Jacob. Super, Super J. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I, I don't know what his nickname is. Something with sauce. That's what that's what I'm thinking. You might be thinking about Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. No, it's not Hot Sauce. I swear it's like sauce or something okay, like that. Gotcha. Um. I think it's and then it's Billy Starks versus I think Allison Danger. Do you know Allison Danger is? Um, I've seen a few clips, I believe. Um, I'm not familiar with her, so I'm assuming she's a Atlanta native. Uh, maybe I don't know. Um, but she does some cool stuff. Yeah. Um. Then we have Matt Cardona and Steph D. Lander, formerly known as Persia Parada in NXT 2.0, versus Los 
Matt, say it for me. Makizos. 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 Uh, and I, I assume a death match from what I'm hearing. Or some type of tornado tag death match kind of thing. Because they're, they're, they're saying they're the king and queen of the death match. So I'm hoping uh, Ciclope wears his protective hoodie for this one. Yes. Uh, if you don't know, Alex, Los Maquisos are the former GCW Tag Team Champions that were when we saw them in Huntsville and absolutely destroyed some teenagers. Oh, dear. Who are now the Tag Team Champions. So, oh. Um, speaking of those teenagers, the East West Express, Nick Wayne, one of the hottest things in wrestling today, 17 years old, already signed to an AEW contract and will be... Isn't he, isn't he 18 now? No, I think he's still, I think he's still 17. He turns 18. Oh, right, right, right. Or he just turned 18. If he been, Tony's going to snatch him up. Well, he's already signed before he was before he was 18, and he's going to wrestle, I think, either June or July against Swerve on Dynamite. They've already announced the Cagematch.net match. Cagematch.net says he's 17. Yeah. Wow. Well, All right. um, and it is Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver versus the work horsemen of Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, AEW guys, Ring of Honor guys. So that'll be a fun match. They're pretty good workers. They are the work horsemen. Um. And then we have, let me read the team name because I don't know if I can. And this this ain't PG, brother. Um, well, I don't have it pulled up. Oh lord. Oh my goodness. This okay. is embarrassing. Let's keep talking about Dusty. I had it. I had it. I had the members a second ago. Members. So we have uh, the team of Alley Catch, Alley Catch, Dark Sheik, and Effie. And Effie. Yep. Um, something that starts with a T and ends with a Y, and that's all we will say. Versus Team Gringo, which is Gringo Loco, the based god. The the new Noah's favorite wrestler. The all elite based god. You're going to love this guy. He's a luchador from Chicago. He's like a white guy from Chicago who's a luchador. It's awesome. Um, Erez, right? I mean, that's right. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yep. And Jake Cartwheel. I think they would have done Team Lucha, but uh, Mr. Commander is wrestling in the main event. Um, And then we have Joey Janela. The darling of e- of GCW, Mr. Spring Break himself versus Bounty Keith. You'll like this guy. I don't know who that guy he is. He wrestled Two Cold Scorpio because you said Alex looked at the roster. She said he's like, Two Cold Scorpio. I thought that dude was like going to be dead or something. He was. He wrestled, he wrestled him, and Bounty Keith's pretty awesome from what I've seen. And then finally, we have the second to last match announced Shigehiro Eerie versus the Ratty Daddy. Cole Radrick, your dad's favorite wrestler, Noah. He was the guy who punched a girl at the last event. Oh, my God. Don't bring my dad into this. Please, <laughs> no. It, dad, it, we apologize. I love sir. your dad. But it was very oh, funny that he walked God. in on the one intergender match on the card. Noah's dad walks into the venue. And immediately turned around. He was like. He took one picture of us and went, I'm out. He's out. You kids, you kids have fun. He's, he's going back. I'm going to go get back. on a phone call. And you kids have fun. Yep. It was very fun. But um, what do we think of this card, man? I'm, I'm very there for excited. Matt Cardona. Oh, yeah, Matt Cardona. I'm very excited to see him, Matt Cardona. I don't know if I have enough money for the indie god, as he calls himself. Um, I'm excited for a Viking of a commander. I'm excited to see Blake, Blake Christian murder Max and Joe Ike Jackson because ain't no way he's winning that match. Um, I think it's a pretty good – I think it's way better than our card in Huntsville, don't you? I mean, isn't it- uh, oh, yeah, it's it's stacked – Way more than, than the The only yeah. sore spot in my heart is no Tony Deppin. That is Alex true. Cut, Alex does not get to understand the significance of who Tony Deppin is. Who is he? The GOAT. We'll just say that. Who is he? <laughs> Look him up on your own free time, what? Bubba. Oh, I found him. Hold up. We, we about to be done here. 
We, we got to take it home, brother. Tony was my – let's just say this. Tony finished his show and was double-fisting beers sitting behind us the whole rest of the show afterwards. Just – as cool as can be, like yes. put on his reading glasses. Yes, at one point. reading glasses. Yeah. Dude, a, you know he owns like a like a like a brewery now, like an ale shop or something like that. I did not, but that tracks perfectly with his image. That businessman sure. Tony Deppin. Businessman Tony Deppin, awesome. Him and uh, yeah, somebody was uh, uh, like commentating during Billy Stark's match. Yes. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it's Billy Stark's only like seventeen or eighteen too. She's still her, her and Dick Wayne are all in high school, by the way. Still, um, Alex, to make you feel old. Oh no, so I, I was reading two, up on the GCW. Two of these you. wrestlers on these cards who are probably are who are signed to AEW are still in high school. Yeah, can they find me a job? Yeah. Um. Anyway, any me and Alex Houston need to team up and go take on the kids. Anybody? Me, I think like me and Alex. I think we can become tag team champions of a promotion. Logan, what you think? Um, you've never seen me play basketball. Dog, if you had, it, you would know that I don't. It's have a whole different thing. It's just, all, dude. It, I'll just g- give Alex you the hot Houston tag. Would basically, we already seen an Alex Houston type character in wrestling. Have you ever heard of Smart Mark Sterling? <laughs> oh, I don't even know who that is. That's you. Word for it's it. you in wrestling. Look, dude. Look, dude. Look. Hey, man. Not everybody's got to be Brock Lesnar. Somebody's got to be a Paul Heyman. This that this guy. Come on He's now, eight. man. That guy's even a podcaster. So oh, sweet go. lord. Um, but with that being said, I think we're gonna end the show here. Play that outro. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to WVGL. Are we gonna? Are you gonna sing the theme like Kaz? Like Kaz? Do it, do it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to WWEGL on Wiggle ninety one point one FM. That's been it for our show today. Noah, any final thoughts? We gonna get funky like a monkey, baby. We gonna get funky like a monkey. Mr. Cooper Prater, the champion. What do you have to say? If you don't send me videos from GCW, I'm never coming back on. I will send you videos. I will attempt to. To be fair, you took all the videos last time. Exactly. It's only fair. Okay. Mr. Alex, you sing any final thoughts? Ric Flair was not crushed by the weight of Dusty Rhodes. He was crushed by the weight of all of America's of dreams. Amer- <laughs> <laughs> of all the workers of America. Um, You're dang right. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at Logan Hurston. You can follow Alex at Alex Houston. You can follow Noah at Noah underscore Phillips 64. Come on, man. You got to remember this. Cooper doesn't have a Twitter, but he has words of encouragement that he wants to say. Be good. Be good. And with that, or we, no. will, we will bid you adieu. Good night. And oh, wait, good night. Goodbye. <laughs> I promised it. Up. You know what? That's where we're ending Botch. it. Botch. 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 Mania. That's it.